Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show tonight, our Thursday night Survivor show. If you guys have a question on Survivor, you guys can call in um, 347-237-5506. Let's, let's have a great show, guys. Welcome, Survivor fans. This is your Rad Reality Show Network. We connect you to the reality stars you love. It's March 31st, 2016, and you know what that means. It means tomorrow is April Fool's Day. So do you have all of your jokes pre-planned and plotted out? I hope so. I'm Cherry Garcia. I thank you for being here tonight for the Mike on the Mic show with our number one super fan host, Mike Albright. He's got a very special guest joining him tonight to recap last night's episode of Survivor Karang. She made it all the way to the final three in Survivor Vanuatu. Dr. Scout Cloud Lee will be joining Mike tonight. And as always, fans are welcome to join in. If you have a question or a comment along the way, just dial one three four seven two three seven five five zero six. And once you're on our switchboard, please press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you're ready to join us on air and you're not just listening to the show from the switchboard. Um, Let's have a great show tonight. We're going to get our host up here on the air with us and to have a great show. Um, 
I know last night's show was pretty interesting, and I can't wait to hear what he has to say about it and see what um, our guest has to say about it as well. So here we go, folks. Let's get going. Super fan. Big Mike. Big Mike, you're up. Mike, thank you so much for being here. How are you? <clears throat> I'm doing great. Uh, <clears throat> this week I was pretty stoked. I officially went under 100, and, or I went under uh, 350 and have lost more than 170 pounds, so I'm pretty pretty excited for that Ooh. and uh exciting episode and you know, we had a we had a four day week last week because of uh, Good Friday, so uh, I I kept thinking today was Friday, but it surely wasn't. So I'm <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. It was an interesting uh, interesting Wait, episode. I have, to, I have to do something for you for that accomplishment. <laughs> Sweet, yeah, uh, a lot of walking, a lot of. You know, low calorie days and just pushing the envelope. So yeah, but thank you for the the sound effects and the applause. It was it's uh it, you know I'm by no means done, but it it's nice. I saw uh, we did a women's appreciation event here on campus, and I saw a lot of female staff members I hadn't seen for you know a month or two or since the fall, and you know people are always shocked when they see me. So it's it's a great feeling because I see this every day. So <laughs> when other people see me like, "Oh my gosh, you look fantastic." So I'm like, "Well, thank you very much and uh I'm glad it's showing and I'm just going to keep battling through." So What an accomplishment. That's incredible, Mike. I'm just so proud of you. So proud. Yeah. Of you. For Easter I had uh no real Easter candy. I had uh, a few Mike and Ikes, probably like 30 Mike and Ikes and that was what Easter consisted of, so no chocolate or anything crazy. <laughs> well, you know, you, you've you gone so far now, and I just can't see you, anything blowing it for you. You have come so far, and the accomplishments you've made, you've, wa- you've walked every day, you've, you know, you've done everything right and I can't see you backpedaling for anything in the world um you've got your blinders on and you know exactly where you're going and the goals you've set for yourself and I'm just so proud of you for for sticking to it and having that that drive and determination to get there and I think it's just so awesome, and you're inspiring so many people. You know, when I I see your Facebook page, so many people are talking about how you're inspiring them, and it's beautiful to see. Um, You inspire me. 
And awesome. That's that's a, a really cool thing. It has a domino effect. You know, what mm-hmm. you're doing is touching so many others, and that's a really cool thing. My two dream jobs would be a be a professional comedian because I love to make people laugh and have a good time, and I or to be a motivational speaker because I also like to, you know, motivate people and help them figure out how they can you know change and transform their lives. And it's, you know, the surgery was a huge component of it, but you know that that surgery was back in November, and the surgery doesn't help you, you know, walk five miles when it's raining or ten miles on it one day just because you feel like honoring a friend's. Uh, past loved ones so it's it's crazy the just the intensity you've and, walked in uh, the snow you've walked in the rain when it was freezing cold out um i've heard the stories you've told me when it was absolutely frigid out you were out there walking you know when there in was a blizzard snow on the yeah ground, one i did a mile in blizzard walking. conditions <laughs> yes i mean so i know you're not taking this lightly, and you're not giving up any excuses. Um, you you mean business, and I commend you in every way. I just think it's so incredible that you know you're not laying back for any reason. You mean business, and your your goals are there, and you're you're not walking toward them. You're running for them. You're exceeding mm-hmm. all the limits that that most people have have met at this point. I had some scary moments this about this time last year. I equate it to I'm a very, uh, you know, popular culture kind of person. I feel it felt like Ebenezer Scrooge and, you know, Jacob Marley bust, burst through my window in the middle of the night, and I saw some ghosts, and uh, I got my crap together, and I feel motivated, and now I'm a rejuvenated and whole other person. So I'm glad to be that way, and I would love to, you know, motivate others. And if I am at all, that's awesome. And I know I am. And if, I'd love to do it more for the people at the, you know, the weight loss place. So I've told them I would, you know, do literature or, you know, go to their info session and just talk to people and tell them they can they can transform their life. It's it's possible. That's so cool. I I really hope that you are able to do that because, you know, you you see the people that go on um, Biggest Loser and they get those opportunities mm-hmm. you know to become the motivational speakers afterwards because they were on TV but people like you who've done it on their own need that platform as well well there's always a and chance to go on TV as well I'd rather uh, I'd rather go on CBS than on uh, NBC myself anyway So. <laughs> well I agree I agree with you there. I'm a CBS girl. I have been, you know, I've been a CBS girl since I was kindergarten. Wow. Can you believe that? I used to come home when I was in kindergarten and watch CBS soap soap operas with my mom. And I've been a CBS girl since I was in kindergarten. So that's a darn long time. My addiction came a little later, summer of 2000, but I did in uh, high school, my best friend's mom, we would sometimes watch Guiding Light, and I believe that's a CBS, or was a CBS uh, soap opera. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. Well, I, um, 
I uh, I hope our guest is in soon. I made sure just to say because we've got some intros and whatnot. So um, I hope she has no issues. And I the time I think she's central, so that uh, hopefully she's in soon and uh, should be great. I haven't talked to Scout, and I'm not even sure. It's been several years since uh, we ran into each other at an event. So should be a fun, interesting episode to talk about. It's one of the few episodes in the history of the show that doesn't really have. Maybe um I actually got a text here. Let's see what's going on. Oh, I think she's uh I don't want to steal your thunder, Sherry, but I think she's ready to rock. I'm gonna tell her to press one just to make sure she knows what to do. So da da da. Boom. The power of technology. So the text is through and I'm pretty Hi. sure Scout will be Yeah. She she's on the switchboard now, so Anytime you're awesome. ready for me to bring her up. Cool. So, we have joining us from Survivor Vanuatu, Dr. Scout Cloud Lee. Thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, hey, thank you. Can you guys hear me? Oh, yeah. yeah. You sound fabulous. Ah. Well, good. I've been listening to you guys since about five after six. Okay. I personally just, think you would be a fabulous motivational speaker, Mike. Go for it. Well, you if know, you have any angles or connections there, if you've been doing that, uh, some of that for a while, yeah, I'd love to because I, I talked to the company, and I don't even want a kickback or anything for my weight loss surgery. It's just I would love to go to a room of my fellow large Americans or wherever they're from and just be like, hey, here's what you can do. Here's some of the stuff you'll go through. You know, I I survived. You can too, and uh, I would love to do that for people and keep my no, day even job more than too. Like you know, so many people you and people love you. It's bigger than the fact that you went through this weight loss thing. You know, my God, everybody knows who you are. It's oh amazing. yeah, I I am relatively well known in the Survivor community, which is insane. Just because I was once just a crazy fan and. Now all a bunch of you guys know me and love me, so it's crazy. <laughs> now we're fans. <laughs> awesome. Hey, listen, all you have to do is really want that. You know, it'll show up in ways you can't imagine. So I'm pulling for you. Yippee. Sweet. And, yes, you well, do look fabulous. <laughs> I thought well, you were well, thank you. fabulous before, but, yeah, More good. fabulous. I mean, there's only, there's greatness and then there's, I guess, perfection. Just kidding. I sound like Nick. On this season, uh, dang Scott, I was trying to think. When was the last time we were in the same place? Was it were you one of the Give Kids the World, maybe, or was it the ten year? I'm just not even sure. The last time we ran into each other, were you at Temecula uh, year before last? I have never gotten to get out to Jillian's event. I usually goes against our Relay for Life event on campus that I have a we have a team that does really well for. And the one year it didn't, I happened to be in Las Vegas instead. So I it must not be Temecula. It might have been Florida, maybe or I or don't know. it could have been, it 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 actually could have been the survive one of the Survivor finales. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, but it's been a while, so I'm I'm glad you were available and. Um, Ready to? Are you caught up on this season? It's a interesting season following second chances. It's a little, I don't know. I like it sometimes, and sometimes it's not as, you know, engaging just because we don't know all those past players as well. So how are you liking this season? Uh, well, I actually I love this season. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm pretty excited about all of it. I haven't liked all of it. I, you know, Exile Island and some of that stuff, Redemption Island, and I don't mm-hmm. know that that I, we didn't like that. And um, the fact that it's pretty tough this season, you know, because oh, you yeah. remember Mike Vanuatu was hell. You guys you know, had it rough, yeah. Got no food. We had to forage for everything. We lost enormous amounts of weight. And after that show, that hasn't occurred again. People have gotten food or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, tools left out there to build a shelter or a shelter half built or, you know. Uh, some of us were kind of thinking some of the seasons were Survivor Hilton. But this time, <laughs> gosh, it's really, you know, they're, they're socking it to them. And that, that day that it was so freaking hot. And three people went down, and that was... I was a little. I, I I appreciated the intensity and that the show doesn't pull any punches. But from what I didn't like, from what I've heard, is the press and the dream team did those challenges, and it it also took them that long. And I think they were kind of, you know, playing with fire a little too much. I mean, you know, Debbie goes down in Sydney, and they got they recovered, but Caleb just pushed himself so hard. It was, you know, the first medevac before this one, so it was just crazy. I didn't think it was the. I appreciated the, how intense that was, but as a somebody that loves all you folks, I didn't like that they kind of took advantage of the players. I felt, but that's my my opinion. But yeah, uh, well, you know, you go out there, something you you just have to give yourself to it. You know, before you get out there, on I didn't know way back in season nine some of the things that would be that harsh or difficult, but by now. You know, it it is. People ask, "Ah, oh, it's not really real." Well, yeah, it is too. Uh, yeah. Hello. I always love when people. I love when people ask you guys that question. Like, do you not see them lose, you know, twenty five pounds in like fifteen days? Like, come on, this has got to be real. Exactly. Well, people do. You know, other reality shows have kind of, on some level, spoiled it for some of the Survivor fans because there are scripts on some of those mm. other reality shows. And there are times that an, an event was juicy enough, they ask them to revisit it and so they yeah. can see that. And, uh, you know, none of that, of course, occurs on Survivor. Survivor is as pure as the driven snow. Yeah. You know, it's a social documentary. They cast you for hell. They take you to hell, treat you like hell, and document it, you know. And uh, and it, it's, it's just the real deal. But... Uh, you know, some of the things like eating nasty stuff, The Fear Factor, Amazing mm-hmm. Race, uh, uh, other shows picked up some of that and uh, began to mimic some of the challenges. And I think that probably, you know, and they any words that they have about how it went down, they think that's true of Survivor, too. But, you know, it isn't. Um, well, I, one of the things I, I, I always like to hear about, and I think the listeners do, and Sherry does, what was your individual journey to, you know, be part of Vanuatu? How, what was that like? I know it was a long time ago, but, you know, how, what was that like for you, the battle to get on the show, let alone the battle on the show? Yeah, well, it, I didn't have much of a battle to get on the show. Um, so I I felt like after the the third episode of the first season – a lot of corporations that I've worked with for several years called me and said, Scout, this is what we do on your ranch. I started a thing called the Challenge of Excellence, mm-hmm. and we used high-risk high ropes courses with corporations. Uh, we played high-level games. We called them high games, but 
uh, at night, you know, dressing up with war paint on and mm-hmm. uh, chasing each other across miles of uh, dark territory in the woods. And, I mean, all kind of incredibly fun games. And part of it being a ropes course. So uh, when the show came out, I got a lot of calls for third episode, and that's when I tuned in. And mm-hmm. uh, and I thought at that moment, I thought, I want to do this. You know, I think I could. I think I could do good at this. Of course, physically at the time when I went into the show, I had an artificial knee. Yeah. And 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 uh, and that proved to be challenging because I was an extreme athlete as a young woman. I I I had not put myself in a position to have to be have athletic prowess, and uh, that like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I applied for the show and uh, did did a tape. You know, showed myself jumping off of a forty-seven foot pole, screaming "Pick, pick me, pick me!" And I, <laughs> nineteen forty-seven uh, pickup truck off the side of a hill with the camera up top, so it looked like I just dropped off a cliff, hanging out the window, wow. screaming, "Pick me, pick me!" Rode my wow. horse bareback, full speed across a field, you know, showed them huts I built and houses I built and, you know, just all kind of stuff in my in my video. And at the time that I was cast in the show, it was 58 and 60 by the time they finished airing it. So I was older than everybody else in the show, 20 to 40 years older. And wow. I never, I, I had never to that point thought about my age. But mm-hmm. being in the show, you know, when they began to call me mama, you know, <laughs> I thought, oh gosh, you know, this is this is weird. Uh, That's gotta so be that, strange. That was a stretch for me, actually. I uh, oh, there are times you just if you, you know anybody that whines, moans, and complains, it to me, it's just get them off the island. It's unbearable to me. So it wasn't anything. I didn't, you know, whine or complain or. Mm-hmm. Any of that stuff. You just have to have the ability to kind of coach yourself, get get a hold of your bootstraps, pull yourself up, and keep coming. So. And you uh, battled your way f- far down there and just got yeah know, just stuck at the end. It would uh yeah with the best bullshitter ever. I mean, Chris <laughs> is about an hour away and Lori's done the show. I think Chris piped in once. He he his his work schedule makes it kind of rough on our old when our show is a little later. But, uh, yeah, Vanuatu, I, I tell people Africa is my favorite season still yeah. to this day, but uh, Vanuatu is my favorite cast of all time because you guys were doing so many events and have always been so friendly. And I met all you guys except for uh, John Kenny, so you're uh-huh. just all awesome, amazing people. So I oh, wanted to Thank let you know that because I didn't know if I'd tell some, I see some like Eliza some, you know, more often than some of you and some of the other ones, but I usually try to say Vanuatu is my favorite cast. Still, uh-huh. after 32 seasons. You know, it's funny when I, I had an alliance with Twyla all the way through, and uh, but right there at the end, you know, Twyla, Twyla lost it a little bit. She she uh, she was cussed and carried on wildly with a few people and kind of lost it and drug her drama around camp and mm-hmm. and Chris started out weak in the show, and he continued to build, 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 and at, at the end he just got better and better and better. And yep. Twyla started out strong and and got a little weaker toward the end, not as sociably interactive. And I was actually going at the jury. I was going to vote with Chris. To wow! Vote for Chris, when I went to the to the jury that night, 
I had decided to vote for Chris, and and I'm really strong about keeping my alliance. But when I got there and heard all the other people speak and heard all of the bullshit (laughs) he put out to people, you know, I went, oh, no, I'm not voting for that. And, you know, Twyla, she can't help but be herself, period. For sure. And Chris helped her walk right into that, too. Like, yeah, Twyla, speak your mind. I was like, oh, Chris. I mean, it's (laughs) great to watch, but it was hard to watch for poor Twyla, so. Yeah. Well, Chris and I talked about it at the end of the game. You know, he felt like he could beat her because she had, you know, irritated a few people. And, um, you know, I know that's, you know, his choice. I didn't beg him to keep me or anything. We just mm-hmm. came down to the final three, and it was it was time to go home. Yeah. It, yeah. What a journey. You know, people think. They say, well, you know, what's the number one thing you got out of being in the show? And... uh I kind of th- I love the outdoors. I'm always been an outdoor person, so mm-hmm. I thought it would be somewhat of a spiritual experience, sleeping on the land under the stars and the full moon and all that stuff. And it was hard. Darn, it's a long camping trip with oh, very yeah. few <laughs> But the most annoying thing is having to hang out with those people in your face 24/7. Erg. You know, even not being able to break away from them. Huh? Not being able break, to break away yeah. from them. Yeah, not very much. And even if you broke away, you couldn't. You were you were captured on camera. Even if you broke away, because you might be going out and finding something that somebody left for you, or any time you went off two by two or more, a camera had to go with you because because of it being a social documentary, they have to catch that dialogue. And, right. Uh, yeah. Like one of the producers told me after the show that. Uh, you know, a Steven Spielberg film will typically drop about 12% of their footage on the editing floor. and But they said we drop about 300 times yep. footage. And I get that because the cameras are, are rolling all the time. And if you're sitting around a campfire talking, there's got to be a camera on each person that's in the interaction. Because Joe Blow over there may say something, and a person across the fire rolls their eyes. You got to catch that. So yeah. I've just, I just thought it was masterful. They were able to do it. It, it, it it's an amazing production team. Certain what editing was, is what, just incredible. Oh, sorry, sure. Yeah, I was going to say, what were some cool things we didn't get to see, Scout? Because I, I mean, with cutting so much footage. Were there some things you thought you'd see that just never made it, made it on air with only getting 42 minutes for hundreds of hours of footage per week? Or? Uh, 42 minutes, and, and then in the finale, it's about 27 minutes, isn't it? It's not yeah, very... yeah. Um, yeah, well, there, I think we probably all have some stuff, but uh, one day Julie got, uh, toward the end of the game, she got really, you know, uh, been out of shape, and she went on a very long walk, was gone. We didn't know where she was, worried about hmm. her little... Um, that was that was one event. Another event was Lila was. I mean, Liza kind of irritated me out there. <laughs> but what was endearing about Liza is that she can't. She really couldn't truthfully tell a lie. And when yeah. I met her mother, when Susan came out there, you know, she got it from her mama. You know, as as annoying as she could be out there, she just couldn't tell a lie. She's pure in that way, and you know, in that way, she was enduring. But there was a time that um, 
I think I marked off the calendar. We had a calendar going on a tree marking off the days. Mm-hmm. Made some catty comment about me marking off a day. And I'm going to tell you, I almost had a fit and fell in it over her doing that. So I had to take a little walk and catch my breath. Yeah. I'm sure that that's on film somewhere. And I came back in a, you know, in a reasonable way. Well, all your your comforts are taken away. You know, there's your family's not there, food, water. There's these abrasive people. You're playing for a million bucks. Your knee's not the best. You know, you're dealing with all that stuff. So it's amazing that there's not been a fist fighter you know, more insanity on the show. So, really, you know, more well, power to you. We have a million dollar contract not to touch each other. Well, then, yeah. That's why no one's ever hit each other. <laughs> and, you know, I was telling a group the other day, um, um, I was doing an assessment with the team development that I do here in Oklahoma, and we went through two weeks of assessment mm-hmm. out in uh, L.A. with 50 people, that the finalists in casting, Yep. I mean, they uh, intelligence test, viral B, MMPI, uh, uh, emotional tests, all of that stuff. They gathered all that information, merged it, took a look at it, and I talked to the psychologist. What they're looking for is a murderer. Yep. That's what they're trying to find. Is that somebody's going to have a is going to default into being a murderer? You know, really hurt somebody. And uh, I get it. I get it because it's stressful and you can get annoyed with people. Darn. You know, people you love with all your heart, mind, and soul, if you're with them 24-7 without food, water, comforts, it's cold, the fire's gone out, the wind's blowing, all of the above, you might want to slap them. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. I'm pretty passive-aggressive, so I think I'd be using my confessional like crazy. But, yeah, I would probably blow up on somebody day. I don't know what day, but one of the days for sure. Did you uh, did you have any bonds with anyone that you just felt like you wanted to work with just in the finals process, seeing all those you know, yeah. people you couldn't talk to them? But is that when you got a good vibe from Twyla and some other people or bad vibe right from anybody? Right Twyla and Amy and uh, Leanne and – Myself and, oh, I know her name, Lisa. Lisa, yeah, yeah. We we formed an alliance right up front. And um, it began, it broke down a little bit as time went on. But I stuck, I stuck pretty close to that alliance. And, okay. Yeah, definitely with Twyla because, I don't know, when you work together, you know, and build together, and Twyla's a good worker. Oh, yeah. You know, Kept telling me, why don't you tell those blankety blank so and so down there to do such and such? And I told her, I said, Twyla, I'm not going to tell them to do anything. I'll show them. I'll get out yeah. here and it. I'll build. I'll, you know, do what I do and hope to heck that they catch on. But yeah, yeah. Are you still in? Uh, do you still interact a lot with some of the cast, or there's some you you know talk to more than others, or what? You know, how's that with that? I mean, I mean, some people. You know, you just never see again, and you know, don't make contact or something. But is there a group you're still pretty close with, or? Uh, I mean, Twyla and I've been in touch. You know, she came to my ranch for a while. Uh, Liza and I are uh, Facebook friends, and we talk back and forth. Okay. And Amy, of course, and uh, Leanne. Uh, Leanne is funny. 
maybe people didn't pick that up on the show, but she's really funny. She made me laugh a lot. People that make me laugh they are very endearing to me. Um, so there there have been a few that um, I've I've stayed in touch with. Yeah. And then we see we see each other at events. Like I'll be out in Temecula next week, mm-hmm. so that'll be fun, you know, to see those people. And I guess we'll get to meet some of these people in this cast. You know what's different, Mike? When they we used were, to do we, that back in the day. You, I mean, I remember when the Cook Island people went to one of Tasha's events early, and it was like the craziest thing in the world. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, I'm going to Tasha's event this year too. I'll probably see you there. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm sponsoring five of the mostly some of the new people, and I'll be driving people around, and I'll be around. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll be there for that. Um, I forgot where I was going with that, but I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing some of those people out there. I was surprised at the uh, ten year anniversary. You all had like out of eighteen people. I swear you had fourteen or fifteen of your casted there, and yeah. I thought that was really impressive. Yeah, wasn't it? That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, go ahead and ask a question. Yeah. Who's I have a question Jerry? for you. What was your thoughts when um, they started, when I know when, I can't remember exactly what season it was, but when they started dropping the Sears tool chest for the survivors to use to build their um, huts with, what was your first thought when you saw that? Well, that was uh, Palau when they brought that out. That was right after us. We got one dull machete, and you know you had I to sharpen. You had to sharpen yourself, and you had coral. You know you can't sharpen something on coral. It was hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They turned. We got nothing to eat. They gave us. We had to forage for every bit of food. Thank God we won Da, and I could follow him around. I was glued to him. I wanted to learn how to find food, and I was good at it. I, I've been back and forth to Hawaii and, and Australia a few times, so I knew the flora and fauna, um, and we could we could survive. But I think we lost a lot of weight, and uh, and I just, just I think they decided not to do that again. They didn't give us rice, beans, nothing. When wow. they dropped that Sears tool chest, I almost stopped watching Survivor. I thought <laughs> I can't believe they're doing this. Is that After unbelievable? What you just oh, went it's the through. first one. Home Depot sponsored it. Remember that? Yeah. Yes, I do. Oh we God, had the big Home they... Depot. Give Boston Rob a toolkit and let him build his shelter. I was like, give me a break. <laughs> I know. It was like, are you kidding me? This is like, like you just said, it was almost like the Hilton of survivors. It, well, it that's was what we called it. We too much. It. Yeah. Survivor Hills, and they've changed. Then they brought some kind of some quote unquote movie stars out there or TV personalities. You remember that? It was shortly Mm -hmm. after. Yeah. And they kind of treated them, you know, pretty cushy. And we thought, oh, give me a break. (laughs) Really? I tell you, the thing that frosts me the most, though, is people quitting. That, that yeah. and that's hard yeah. as a fan, and I've gotten in some arguments on some, uh, you know, fan boards for that. That you know, uh, but I, I'm pretty critical. I mean, I've never been out there. I've never even experienced what you guys experienced. But I know there's a lot of people that fight to get mm-hmm. out there, and a lot of the time, in the data I was able to show is a lot of the recruits are where you're going to get these quitters. Historically, if you know, if somebody was more talked into playing the the, sh- mm-hmm. the game versus 
you know, fighting for, you know, five, ten years to get on there. And I just think that's unfortunate. Well, you know, at one point, one of the production people, they have many, many thousands and thousands of people apply every season. Mm -hmm. Out of those, you know, during our season, there were a lot more applying, but they would ultimately pick 50, and then you go through all that testing out in L.A., all that stuff, and they pick 18. And out of 18, there's there's 100,000 people standing in line for your spot, and you quit? That's really? The, that's the hard part, and then yeah, that's we've had Naok on here in Purple Kelly, and I think they were pretty uninformed about you know what you know what all the show would entail. I don't think they were fully you know aware of what they were getting into. So they were but, really good guests, but I it's unfortunate that they both quit on day twenty nine and were in the jury. So you know what, Mike? Though that it maybe they weren't informed of what it was going to be like. But they had mm-hmm. every opportunity to be informed, and the oh fact yeah, for sure, I I agree with you. That, they yeah. carry they dragged that drama around with them everywhere. Mm-hmm. That wasn't just new for the show. You can count on them being the kind of people that would do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or or to to blame anybody else for anything else. It's just oh god, please spare me. So yeah. I need to keep my mouth shut out there because I'm strong. I'm, I'm very. <laughs> Strongly opinionated, so that was my greatest skill, I think, just keeping my dadgum mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> One last question about Vanuatu before we recap the new episode is, okay. what do you think would have been different if it hadn't been gender division? Um, do you, how do you think the season would have been different? Do you think, you know, just what do you think would have happened differently? I mean, it's really hard to to say for any certainty, but there's uh-huh. a lot of, you know, I, you know different ways diff- it could have gone. No, nobody's ever asked that, and it's hard to say. I think we've got a pretty good take on how it goes, yeah. uh, the gender mix on most of the shows having not been divided according to gender. Mm-hmm. And I, I certainly think I got a better shot at the game being older because I did know how to forage on the land and find food and uh, build out of nothing. We didn't have twine even. We had to use vines and mm-hmm. Basic primitive stuff. So, and being in a women's tribe and being able to do the things I did, I think that was strong for me. Uh, I wouldn't have had that same uh, position had we been gender mixed. And I was Mm -hmm. 40 years older than everybody. And you know what happens to older people most of the time. Most of the time. This season, yeah. I think we're getting a little difference here. We've got some, uh, you know, somebody fighting through that's. Yeah, Joe's hanging out. He's doing well. Bob Crowley was, in my opinion, he was one of the best players to ever play the game. Oh, and yeah, Bob, I just was, uh, I, three weeks ago, this today, I was at Bob Crowley's house getting ready for uh, the Durham Warrior Survival Challenge. I helped with casting and do the confessionals and tribal council. But yeah, Bob's phenomenal. He almost didn't even get to play if Jimmy Johnson hadn't had his medical situation and got pulled yeah. and Bob wouldn't have even been there so and that's just it's amazing this stuff that happens on the show you know Bob, uh, uh, Jimmy Johnson called me when I came out of the show because I was a professor at Oklahoma State University and he was mm-hmm. connected at one point anyway long story short he called me wanted to get on the show and wanted to know this and that and um, you know so we talked a while about it and he went for it and then of course they found his heart condition you know that story yep Yep. But 
I thought it was I I was really surprised at him being on the show that he didn't know better than to perch himself on a log with alpha dogs men sitting in a half moon circle and him uh him pontificating to them as though he were a football coach. You know, that that didn't bode well for Jimmy. I think Marty immediately was just threatened by him and I I think I don't think Jimmy did enough but I think he was pretty much you know Marty I don't think would have worked with him at all and I yeah. think that was the part of a lot of it but he could have regrouped with some of the other players but I think he would have needed Marty to have any success and I just think Marty wanted nothing to do with this celebrity. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I've seen some pictures I think was Jimmy at your, I thought he. I've seen after party pictures from Vanuatu. Was Jimmy there? I thought. I swear I've seen pictures from him with some of these old finales, and I thought he might have been at yours. I don't I, know. I didn't see him. I uh, I didn't see him at that after party. You know the the after big after party for Vanuatu that was at the CBS studios. Mm-hmm. Big deal, big deal, big deal. Huge, big after party. Last right? big one by the studio because there was a little bit of a issue with. Somebody from Pearl Islands, I think. So. <laughs> yeah, there what was I've heard. Issue. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, that was the last time they did that that I know about, other than the ten-year reunion. And that was. I hope there's a twenty-year reunion because that thing was, for a fan to get in there. Thanks to Sandy, my, my that was a, probably one of the best nights ever. Seeing uh-huh. two hundred of y'all, free food, free booze. God, I think I had 15 drinks at least, and I was so big it didn't even, I wasn't even drunk. It was just crazy. Yeah. Well, they quit because of, I, you know, Johnny Fairplay. Yep. Uh, I've heard our, the story from both sides, and it sounds like a stupid thing that happened. Yeah, it's incredibly stupid, but they uh, quit doing those until we had the 10-year reunion. So... I'm so glad about Johnny Fairplay. Of course, I see him on Facebook a lot. I'm so glad he has that little girl. She's really uh, transformed Johnny. I, um, I'll, I'll see if we can get him on the show. I'll send him a message. I don't know. He probably wanted me to send him some money if he does it. But, yeah, I think the having the daughter and you know uh-huh. having that relationship with her mom and with this new lady he's with and he's running and he's always showing the healthy food he's eating. His buddy Thunder D likes to make fun of him for posting uh-huh. all of his food pics. But, yeah, I post the walking, and Johnny's been posting the running, huh. you know, hashtag run. So. Well, you know, the, the, the I've, I had been around him quite a bit after the show at different events. Like they had a reality thing in Nashville one time. Mm-hmm. The media began to shape Johnny to be a real, uh, you know, drink a lot, drug, yeah. whatever, you know. Yeah. To, to to show to act out a lot. I've seen him do some really lewd things in public. Oh the, yeah, Cocoa Beach. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Media followed him. I mean, because they were following, that precipitated him doing some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was. It's a, that's an interesting thing how the media can shape stuff. It's happening right now. Of course, we won't talk about politics, but it's happening right now with politics. Yeah. We got to see it play out, you know, specifically with with uh, Johnny and what a transformation he's made. That, that, you know, I've had, heard people uh, say, well, Scout, they edited me that way. They made me look that way, <laughs> you know. 
how they magically make you say. I mean, I can see if they if you say ten different things and three are bad and seven are good, and they show the three things you said that are bad, but you still said three things that were bad. You know what I mean? I I, I hear and I I I appreciate the people really talk about that, but they also can only use what you give them too. So. Oh, thank you. That's exactly what I said. I'll save my line. That's it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Nobody makes you look bad. It's on film. And here's the thing, if they if they showed three bad things about you on mm-hmm. that 47-minute show, you did it about 47 times or 107 yep. on the island that yep. we had to put up with. So, yeah. Yeah, what a deal. Well, with uh with this new season, you 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 said you're really liking it and uh I guess from pre-show to now, are there people that you liked at the beginning and now you don't, or vice versa, or people you you liked before the show and still do? Like, what are your, you know, what's what your vibe a, on these ten people left? Uh, well, the, I I I right out of the shoot just love Sydney. Yeah. She's strong. She's under the radar. She's, uh, you know, she's playing a good game basically, and I maintain my liking of her right out of the shoot. I did not like Debbie. I mm-hmm. thought obnoxious and oh oh i've got all kind of words for her but i've come <laughs> to like her because she's so dadgum entertaining she is very entertaining but i think this episode it showed her uh her filter i mean it's entertaining for us but i think it's really starting to rub her uh fellow tribe mates pretty pretty raw yeah well i i would imagine yeah i would imagine that that's probably been coming with her mm-hmm She's playing the uh, burning the candle at both ends. Of course, my my favorite 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 is Ty. I love the boy. I love Ty. Actually, Rodney is uh, Rodney from season thirty is doing another event in uh, in Boston for Rodney Bowl too. And I I he wasn't on the you know the list I've seen. And I asked Rodney, can I invite Ty and you know sponsor him? He's like. Sure, go reach out to him. So, you know, I've reached out to Ty. He's just really just such a unique, different person in 32 seasons. It's amazing how they can still find people that are just totally different than anyone that's ever played. So I just, I'm I'm pretty wild about him. And I love the relationship that he has with Scott. It's yeah. very weird and interesting, and it's just a great survivor bond where two very different people have come together. It reminded me of, um, oh, shoot, Rudy and... Uh, Richard? Richard. Or, yeah. You know, two unlikely people that could could actually, you know, work together that very first season. And Ty and Scott, it's adorable, actually. And uh, I don't know, Ty's a good one. I wouldn't mind him winning And I think he's, posi- he's positioning himself. I was... I was like, I wanted brains to kind of get together with Beauty and take out Braun, but I think for Ty's benefit, if he goes against Jason and Scott, they know where the idols are, and Scott's got that money from all the time in the NBA, and Jason's just really pissed people off. And if you're following any of these people on Twitter, they don't really like Jason much, the cast. And uh-huh. uh, I think Aubrey or somebody said that the chicken that Ty had had a better shot at Final Tribal than Jason. So I was like, so if Ty goes to the, with these two guys. As long as they don't betray him, he could win a final three pretty easily, I think, and that's good for me. But I liked, you know, I like Aubrey, and I really liked Neil. So seeing that whole 
That was crazy, the end of the episode. I've never seen anything like that on the show. You know, uh, what was interesting, I I had a huge, I had several big sores on me. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there's one of them, I've got a, uh, I cut the top of a sock off with my, the machete and used it as a bandage because I had a boil like Neil had on mm-hmm. my chin up front, right on top of my artificial knee. And, uh, mm-hmm. and if you it in a, not just in a joint, the knee joint, but an artificial joint. You can lose your leg, and wow. it was huge, smelly. I wore the sock to, one to keep it from oozing and freaking people out, and secondly, the smell, you know, yeah. of that degree of pus and, and puke. And I finally convinced the medical team. I said, you know, listen, this this is this boil. This is right on my 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 artificial joint here. I could lose my leg. So they it, they snuck into camp and about midnight with a little teeny Ziploc bag full of antibiotics and hushed me, gave them to me and told me not to tell anybody, which I didn't. But I started taking those antibiotics. And when mm. I got out of the game, I had to take four rounds of antibiotics before I could have that knee taken out. And It was a, man's, a male knee that they had put in me when they did the surgery. And it was too big. Ah. Uh, it wow. Then. And uh, so they had to take it out, but I had to have four rounds of antibiotic when I got out of the game to clear, you know, the infections. I mean, you get crud out there. Ugh. They should have shown that. I mean, that's not really – I think that would have been interesting, and it would have shown that, that you're trying to work through it. I don't well, know you why know, I they... think I thought it would be interesting, too, but they never even really revealed, I don't think, that I had an artificial knee. I think I you're just more talking about your like just your situation having some trouble, yeah. But they didn't really clarify that till you know after the fact. And I think I was cast. Part of the artificial knee is because Chad had a, a artificial leg. Oh yeah. So anyway, yeah. But I really related to those boils, and I could see the difference in the one on his knee and that you know that invading a, a joint. It is it mm-hmm. is a dangerous thing. I wonder why they didn't just go antibiotics earlier then. I'm just kind of curious. I don't know if it's more um, inflated drama or, I mean, they could have, I mean, Neil said he's had that for a little bit. It was just kind of interesting with everything that happened, I I think. You know, I I was shocked when they came out because every time you go to a a challenge or tribal, a medical team is there and they take a picture of you. You know, they, they document you shrinking. And if you have any, uh, any situations like that, they're aware of them, and hmm. uh, but they were aware of mine for you know several for a while before they gave me antibiotics. But I wondered about that with Neil. Surely he's shown that to him. But the doctor, when uh, Ty showed him his scrapes, seemed as though that was the first time that they had seen it. Which is interesting because he was sitting in tribal, like going up his own shorts, like look at this. And I was like, Ty, hmm. don't show him that, man. They might they could pull you from the game. Exactly. Because that looked pretty rough, and that's in a area where you know moisture's a major factor, and et cetera, et cetera. I was like, Ty, don't show him that, dude. <laughs> Too much information. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's like, I love. He's like, I was just climbing the mango tree, and I'm like, you mean the <laughs> the big pole to get your immunity idol? And everyone knows he was doing yeah. that. It's just funny to hear him. Poor <laughs> Ty, he's like Eliza, probably. It's hard for him to lie. Oh yeah, he can't. I know he can't. 
fun. Mike? I thought you know, I thought it was interesting. Neil didn't get render render the uh, immunity idol, but apparently yeah. And I, 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 there was some kind of I need to check Dalton Ross or some of the other people. I think there may be in some reason he wasn't allowed to give it away. I'm hearing different things. I'm trying to confirm. Sherry, did you? Was there a caller? Or was there a question? Sorry, yes, I heard you, you have a call. Oh, cool. Sorry, I'll stop rambling. Who's our caller, I wonder, and let's hear what they have to say. We have Jonathan from Auburn, Alabama. Would you like me to bring him up? Sure. Okay. Jonathan, thank you so much for calling in. How are you? You're on with Mike and Scout Cloud Lee. Oh, my God. Hi. Um, I'm sorry. This is kind of cool. This is, like, my <laughs> first time ever, like, talking to a survivor and, like, anything survivor-related. So I'm a little nervous. <laughs> Like a little excited because I love Scout. She was like one of my favorites on Manawatu. Uh, we're friends on Facebook, so hi. Well, glad you're here, man. Yeah, and, uh, I'll shut up and let you talk to Scout for a little bit. Yeah, ask away. Nothing crazy, but yeah, go for it. <laughs> I mean, no disrespect to you, Mike. I know you do a great show and everything, and I know you're like the king of all super fans. And you know, I can just, I'm just like a peasant in your court. Uh, Oh, yeah. All fans are fans, man. I've I just been doing this for a hell of a lot long time and stalking these people for a lot longer. But uh, it, no worries, dude, and I appreciate it. But we're all fans, man. So now, if we didn't have fans, short. we wouldn't have a show. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, do you have any questions? Or you're you're talking to a survivor? They're they're real live people. They're awesome people. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'll shut up, man. It's hard for me. I'm a talker, so I'm gonna shut up though for at least five minutes straight. So here you go. <laughs> This Jonathan. Yes, this is Jonathan. Are you Miss? Uh, now, are you listen, Dr. Jonathan. I, because I, you know, because of Survivor, I have a lot of friends on Facebook. Identify yourself tonight or tomorrow on Facebook, so I know what Jonathan I'm talking to. Okay. Okay, I will. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I know you may have been asked this question before, and it might, it's, you know, it's been a long time, and I know you've uh-huh. learned a lot from the experience, but. If Twyla had one final immunity uh-huh. and, you know, because you had a very strong alliance, I loved y'all's relationship on the show. Do you feel like you had a strong case against Twyla and do you think you had a good shot of winning? Because I saw you as a very, like, owl, like, because you were very wise, very kind, very insightful, which I love that in a Survivor player. And you seem to make a lot of strong connections. So do you yeah. feel like you had a good case? I would I mean, have won had she won that. Of course, I was pulling for her to win that final thing. Um, it, that's a good question, and we've gone over it. Allegedly, and you don't know, you know, back in the day we just had seven people on the jury, and uh, Twyla and... Chris and I sat around the fire and we talked about it. I specifically talked to Chris privately about it. And Twyla had irritated the crap out of a few people. And as you saw with uh, with Sarge was a good example. And uh, he just felt like he had a better shot taking Twyla to the final. I had heard that I probably had uh, four strong jury votes that would have supported me had I had I been the final two if it had just been Twyla and myself. I'm glad, I'm personally right now, though, John, I'm, I'm glad it didn't happen uh, between the two of us because, because 
I never went out to play the game for the money. There's some people that did. The money was important to Twyla. And, uh, she really needed it, probably. Sorry, God, it was only two minutes. I'll shut up. She really needed that money, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little nervous. So yeah, I'm, I'm no, good. but that's a really good question. You know, nobody's ever asked me that. But I had heard, well, Scout, you know, I'd have voted for you, I'd have voted for you, I'd have voted for you, I'd have voted for you. And, you know, possibly. Uh, but it didn't. There's a point. It didn't happen that way. So, yeah. um yeah. It is so, one, one of the things, Jonathan, when you when you get to the fight, you've been out there. I was on the show 38 days, right? And uh, after the show, if you've been out there on TV with a lot of coverage and you have the ability to be, a, as Michael wants to be, a, a motivational speaker or a public speaker, I'm also an author and a, and a motivational speaker and writer, and just having that much exposure on the show it's brought me a lot of people ask about the money, but you can make a lot of money after the show if you have those abilities. And uh, and so I I don't know. It paid off for me in that way, although that wasn't really why I was doing it. Yeah. And what I I want to question, Jonathan. I never implied that it was you just went out there for the money. I'm just I'm an aspiring. I'm trying to get on Survivor right now. I'm 21. I'm a junior in college. I'm graduating. Uh, Next year, and hopefully, before I can accept any jobs anywhere, I could maybe. I, I would love to be on Survivor because I've been wanting to do this since I was seven years old. And I would, when I want to, if I if I am given the opportunity to go on Survivor, I wouldn't want to make it so much about the money as just like the title as just fulfilling a dream of mine. Because I spent a good over three fourths of my life watching Survivor. Wow, so, <laughs> yeah. so cool. I can actually remember the very first episode I ever saw. It was Survivor Marquesas, and it was the episode when Gina uh, Cruz got voted off because, you know, she was the only original one of the Mara Amus. And, yeah, she was, like, the last Mara Amu on the tribe, and it was just her, Kathy, Pascal, and Aaliyah. And the original row two stayed strong and voted her out. And my dad was uh, passed out on the couch, and he was, like, halfway through a daze. He was just like, I'm so Oh, why did she get voted off? She was pretty. So, <laughs> to my dad's strategy for picking winners, but yeah. uh, you know, as well as you know the game, Jonathan, they like that. Yeah. You know, if you can get present yourself in such a way that they actually look at your uh, DVD uh, and yeah. they can pull your application, if you can get that far through the process, they're going to be impressed that you, three-fourths of your life, you have watched and studied Survivor. Uh, you yeah. know, there's been others that have just such gamesmen in the show. They know it so well. Yeah, yeah. but that's kind of something that I don't really want to portray because I, when I go, if I go out there, I do not want to be Spencer Bled, so I do not want to be a game bot. I just want to make... Because Survivor is such an incredible experience and only a only a few, what, 500 people out of the 300 million people in the work country yeah, get this okay. opportunity. And I just wanted to make it about human relationships and just bringing back to what it was original, just real people having real conversations and surviving against the elements and, most importantly, establishing true relationships. And despite what Russell Hans may think, it's not 
being the best strategist in the world. It's not about being the best physical athlete mm-hmm. out there. Because I will, because I'm six two. I'm a, I'm a little on the heavy side, and I'm not going to be the challenge beast. I'll probably will never win an immunity challenge if I go out there. But you know, it hasn't happened yet, so I don't know what's going to happen because it hasn't it happened yet. But I wouldn't want to be a game bot. I would just want to be, you know, the person taking in the experience and play strategically, but not just a game. But I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I've talked a lot. <laughs> well, listen, but be sure before you, when you get ready to, have you applied before? I did apply. I applied when I was 20. I went to a casting call. I did a really quick 30 second speech, uh-huh. and I got a like the crowd applauded, so I felt kind of good, but I didn't get that far, but I've been reapplying every year since then, and I was 20. I'm 21 now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, let's, we'll talk privately about that application when you do it. So, yeah, it'd be great if you can get, you know, not just the casting call and that first uh, camera thing, but actually get in the mix so they can take a, you'd have to still compete with other people to to have that final selection. But, yeah, it's a social game. You know, they never even test you. When you do go out to L.A. with the bigger group and they start putting you through all that testing stuff, they never test your physical prowess. They don't care. In fact, if you don't have physical prowess, that's kind of interesting to them on the camera. But one of the things people have to realize when that casting crew's uh, casting, they know where they're going and they know the... They know the uh, culture that they're jumping into. So they're casting, of course, for conflict and, of course, for, you know, interest. But it's, it always is, is different. They pretty much know what they're casting for, mm-hmm. specific yeah. things. So I think always if your game is a social game, you know, to get out there and make relationship with people and anyway... Keep giving it a shot. Try, try, yeah. try again. I don't know. I mean, Rob, it took him four times before he finally won. And it took, I remember, uh, there was one person on Survivor Philippines, I think his name was Artist, who tried mm-hmm. out for every season, except for the one, except for two seasons when he was diagnosed with cancer and he battled that and he got on. And, you know, Don Mee has been applying since season two, so... If that gives you a glimpse into my almost unhealthy obsession with the show, <laughs> uh, I do my homework. <laughs> Keep trucking, man. You never know. And like you know, Scott will prove your stuff, and you know, and it, you know, you could you could be a great player, and they're just looking for something else for a couple seasons and cycles. So just keep it up. Oh, I will. Yeah, Trust the me. only way you can't get on the show is that you don't apply again and again and again and again. People ask me, well, how do I get on the show? You know, I said, well, have you applied? No. I said, well, talk to me later. You know? Yeah. You, you have how to make it How many years up. was it that Dan, huh? Dan, Dan the Animal applied to get on Survivor before he made it? 14, I think. I think he started Australia. I think it was Australia, probably. I don't think he... I don't think he Applied for Borneo, but I think Australia on. He hey, Mike, how many thousands of miles that he drove. Um, oh, you just have to keep applied. going. Never quit. Yeah. Never quit. Yeah. Never quit. So you know, if you here's the thing: if a person tries once, they don't get it. Try twice, they don't get it, and then they give up. That's that's really a track on their life. You know, if you want it, 
just keep going for it, no matter what. Yep. Because the act, the tenacious act of continuing to go for what you want, that's character building in and of itself. And you, you all know Steve Pickett, don't you, Michael? Oh, he's my brother from another mother. He came up for my surgery. He's he's an amazing man. I love Steve. He has now. Stephen's a good friend of mine, and he we've he's has applied every single season. I guess starting with season two or three. Yep. And he keeps applying. And he's gotten the call. He's gotten close. Yeah, he would and be phenomenal on there. I would love to see him get his shot to play. Oh, me too. And it's, he'll make a great character when he got the call. But again, as I say, they're casting for something specific in terms of relationships. So it may have more to do with that than it does Steve's personality, because he'd mm. be a great tender. So, and you too, Jonathan. You just got to keep going and going and going and going like the Energizer Bunny. Well, Good luck, yeah, man. And uh, who are you other... rooting for uh, on this season, Jonathan? Who do you who do you like? Who do you want to? Who do you hope does well? Um, I'm going just from what I've seen so far. It's hard. I actually I like a good portion of the cast. You know, I love Ty. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think he's playing that he's being a bit too nice, where he will maybe get to final five or final, final five or final four. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll realize, oh my God, he has not pissed anyone off. We have to get rid of him. If he wins another challenge, you know we're screwed. Yeah. I wouldn't want to next to tie. I really am loving Sydney. She's kind of playing under the radar. She's really chill. She's very strong. And mm-hmm. I like her. I like her. But in terms of, I think the winners edit, if you can, if you can call it that, I don't really. I I always pick my favorites to win, and you know, they I never really win. I, they just they, my people make it far because last year I picked Wentworth. So last season I picked Wentworth, made it to final four. Uh-huh. I also picked Ben in San Juan del Sur. That didn't work out, but my second choice, Natalie, won that season. I was happy. But I think if I were to pick a winner at this point, if nothing changed, I'd probably have to go with Michelle. You know, she's a very social player. You know, she's, mm-hmm. for the most part, has held her own in, cha- her ch- in challenges. You know, there was that one time where she kind of let people down, but mm-hmm. she admitted it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think if she just, Stays under the if she stays under the radar for a little longer hmm. and gets in with a really good group, mm-hmm. I really want her to get in with the brains. I mm-hmm. think she has a shot to win. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I hadn't really thought of that. Doesn't she have a good relationship with Nick? Yes, and that might be a good person to bring to the end because he has come off to me as very condescending. Mm-hmm. This I get this sense of delusional entitlement because. I'll admit he's good looking. Nick is a gorgeous man. I'll fully say it right now. Mm-hmm. He knows it too, and he likes really to tell people. <laughs> yeah. They, when pretty people know they're pretty, they're it not kind pretty. Of <laughs> ever. Oh, you never look pretty when you make other people look. When you talk down to anybody. Exactly. Yeah. I thought um, Peter was a good-looking guy, but he was so full of himself. Good grief. Oh, yeah, and not really socially aware either. Not It wasn't just that, just the doctor, you know, vibe he was giving off, but just, oh, yeah, I'm totally safe at this. And Jeff's like, are you, are you sure you should be saying that at tribal council? 
<laughs> you might not be as safe as you think you are, and then he wasn't. Yeah. So. Unless you put, yeah, Tribal like, oh, Council, don't you guys, don't y'all think that Jeff has changed? He's gotten a lot more picky. I mean, he's pulling stuff out to say at Tribal Council that they didn't used to do in the day. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, yeah, he's not, since he became an executive producer on Samoa, his whole demeanor at Tribal and in the game, I think, is is dramatically changed. So I think it's changed too. You know what yeah. I think? Why it changes? Because since he is a producer, he does kind of overlook their confessionals. Yeah. And he pulls mm-hmm. what they say confessionals, brings it out at Tribal, creates more drama. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, confessionals. The what do we call it? Meditation. Oh, but also meditation. <laughs> Jonathan, do you watch any other reality TV shows? Well, uh, I'm in I'm in college, so I kind of limit my TV watching. But Survivor's probably the only legitimate reality show. I mean, my mom kind of watches the Kardashians, but you know. I'm not a fan of the Kardashians, but I will admit the Kardashians are fascinating to study. I mean, anyone who would be called uh, any dumb reality star who has made it, who's who's been relevant for over 10 plus years, they may be vapid and they may be spoiled and they may be delusionally entitled, but they're smart. They're not dumb people because they know their brand very well. And and I'm a media, I'm a mass communications major and we have a class called, I mean, a class called Fame, Celebrity, and Media Culture. And my professor drops the Kardashians at least three times a day in class. So I've gotten my whole education about that. And, yeah, I don't really watch much reality TV. I love American Horror Story, though. I love American Horror Story. and oh, I got into that last, uh, I don't know when I started, but I'm up to season four. And that show's crazy. That I love it. It's just intense. I haven't seen the is the, is the last one in the hotel. I think I, that's the one I haven't seen yet because it hasn't been on Netflix. But uh, yeah, fair warning. The reason I asked Season's is there's a oh, there's a guy on that was on Big Brother. Um, he won he won Big Brother and wrote a book on how to be cast on reality TV shows. His name is Dan Geesling. Oh, Doctor Dan. Um, oh, yeah. Dan-o. Part of the so, yeah, that'd be worth reading, Jonathan. Uh, oh, I yeah. thought maybe since you're trying to get on Survivor, it might be you know a book that you might check out just to see the hints that he gives on being cast because he's been through the process you know a number of times and he gives a lot of good good hints and and you know, strategies on getting on a reality TV show. So something I just thought I'd mention, since you're going to be applying for Survivor, um, it might be worth a read. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm trying to sell his book, but um, just anything that you can do to, you know, better your chances on getting on Survivor is worth it. So, you know, there might be yeah, a, one little tidbit in there that would help you, you know, get your foot in the door on Survivor. And if that does, the book would be worth it. So, yeah. 
Yeah. I'll give him a shout out. And I'm sure that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. One of the things I I did, and I have coached a, a few people to do on the application, you have to fill out the paper application. Um, is to get take those that application. They ask you good questions like Debbie. I was just reading that today. What are three words that define you? And to give that some thought. Uh, but if you look over the application and sit down with a person who knows you inside out and upside down, and um, somebody possibly in your family, and a really good friend, and ask each question and take all of their answers and put them on put them down. And then with those three perspectives, sort through it to come up with your final presentation on that application. Because it is interesting to other people's perspective of us in response to those questions. What a great idea. Yeah, I, I did that. And I just went off to a place. I had a place on the river. I built a little cabin down on the river. And we just went out and sat by the river and spent several hours going through that. And then I took it and sat with it and... It came up with the final, you know, rendition, and it worked. So I got to believe it was helpful. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he got on the show and he made it really far. So, I mean, that had to work. But yeah, thank you. Um, I really got to go. I'm applying for an. I have interviews for a station for the campus station director position tomorrow. I'm going up for three spots, so I need to work on those. But, yeah, it's been amazing talking to you. You're very insightful. Thank you so much for the advice. And, yeah, I will keep watching. And I will comment on Michael's post on Facebook to officially signify who I am. So, again, it was so wonderful talking to you. Good luck on your uh, interview. Yeah, kick some butt tomorrow, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling in. That's what we do these shows for, to connect fans to the reality stars that they love and I'm so glad that you picked up the phone and called in tonight to talk to your favorite reality star. Yeah. And me too. Just kidding. Scout's yeah. awesome. So I'm yeah. glad you called in for Scout. <laughs> the ultimate super fan and the Vanawatu goddess. I love it so much. Yeah. yeah so I hope I get to meet you face to face. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Thank you, Jonathan. you on your casting. Thank you. And all your other, other endeavors as well. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Right. Have a great night, Jonathan. You too. Good night, y'all. Good night. Good night, honey. Good night. Awesome. What a, I always love when uh, we get new people in. Sometimes we have some old regulars, and it's nice to get somebody new and somebody that's you know, enamored with our amazing guest, and that's cool, and I wish him the best of luck on his uh, interviews tomorrow, whatever position's the right one, and getting on the show. I always, I love when, you know, fans try and try and try it. There's only so many pharmaceutical sales reps and uh, part-time actresses and models and bartenders that I like to see on the show. I like seeing the ties and, you know, these people from, you know, this around the country, different types of people, not, you know, carbon copies of each other. Because we've never seen anybody else that like Scout, I don't think. So it's nice when we get unique <laughs> people, not somebody feel, like, oh, to this person's the new whatever. So I like I that. I feel that way about Scott, uh, Scott on the show and Jason. He's a bounty hunter, you know. Yeah. Doesn't know that I – or Debbie, you know, she's, 
You know, she's she's done she's, every job I think. I'd like to see Debbie's resume. I, I hope it. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably as long as an almanac. It's. I love. She's had the more jobs than anyone that's ever. More like a whatever book. that's called a cryon or whatever the where they say your name and what what your job is. I I think she's had ten or fifteen different ones posted. Yeah, well, she, you can. There's some stuff up on the, the CBS site about her that's interesting. Anyway. We'll see how that goes. I don't know about Michelle, if she's going to be able to pull it off. I didn't see exactly what Jonathan sees, but he might be right. I think, I I thought the most interesting was the last confessional of the episode. That's either Aubrey turns it around and somehow Aubrey wins this thing, or Aubrey's, you know, cannon fodder next week. But I I thought that was a great you know, moving confessional, and I, I am going to take, when I meet Aubrey at the finale, a, a old game of Oregon Trail, which for kids of my era, Oregon Trail was the the big thing in school, that it was the, this video game that people played where you went from, I forget, like Missouri to Oregon, and and, and her, all of her, conf- the, the quote she had about people getting dysentery, and you got to hunt for food, and you know, it's just crazy video games. So I'm gonna find an old copy and get Aubrey to sign mine. But yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had. To, where did I get it? I read it or something that uh, when she and Neil were talking, that he was he was probably gonna give her the idol if she needed it, but she said something about loving to him. You know, something like, "I love you, bro, but trust me, I'm in this game to win." Or something like that. It was off-putting to Neil. Oh, I heard something about that, but I don't know the exact, yeah. exact quote. Maybe that's what happened, because I've heard that there was something that happened. So uh-huh. I read it from Neil. That was his perspective, and it kind of set him off, so he wasn't going to give it to her. <laughs> wow. He wants that souvenir as a fan, and I think what maybe she meant that he'd pretty much have to give it to her in front of everyone, then she'd be in a target even worse. So maybe maybe that's what she meant. I I'm not sure. Hey, you know, I, I I've not said this in public on radio or TV, but when I came out of the game, it was a it was a night of the 38th day, mm-hmm. and I had with me the Flint, the original Flint. Ah. Uh. I had all kind of stuff from the game, and typically you, you know, they take that away from you and they auction it, right? I mean, they auctioned our. Uh, our staffs and stuff like that. Um, long story short, though, I got out of the game with a bunch of stuff. They didn't ask me for it, so I kept it. And I have made, I've done a number of gigs, and particularly with children, and spread that stuff out to just to show them and talk about. You know, when you have oh. nothing, that little bamboo stick that you rubbed on a rock and made it flare on one end became your toothbrush. And you could get sand and rub your teeth with that little ugly stick and yeah. how important it is and to keep up with it for 38 days. Or the pebbles that I found, which were rare on our beach, that you could put in your mouth and keep them in your mouth during the day because it makes you salivate. So you could at hmm. least your own saliva when you were so thirsty for water. You know, there were a number of things, I and I made a hair pick. I kept one of the canteens. When Dolly got kicked out, she left her canteen, and I peeled all of the string off of the top of it and used it to piece together pieces of bamboo to make a little hair pick. 
which made me popular. People wanted to use my hair pick. Oh, you know? cool. <laughs> so All those, kinds of insider information. We had Brandon Hans on here last week, and he was given all kinds of uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, so I love how Mike on the Mic pulls out the great stories from all the alumni. Sweet. <laughs> yes. Well, my dentist, when I got out of the game, I had the pebbles, I had a tongue scraper, which was a, a piece of bamboo that I had flattened out, and of course my toothbrush, and I made a few toothbrushes for other people, but we put them on display, he put them on display in his dentist's office for a year, you know, under wow. glass. Just to show people how important it is to brush your teeth, which I'm an avid toothbrusher, so that was that was a little challenging piece out there, but we can't, we made up for it. And the other thing, I love lip gloss. Oh my God, I carry them in my vest, my coat pockets, my pants, and uh, when you, of course you don't have anything out there. So we took coconut and put it in a shell, cut it up small, put it in a shell, put it in the sun when the sun did shine. And uh, some of the coconut oil seeped out of that coconut, and we used that on our lips. Mm, mm. Coconut oil is wonderful. Uh, it, it was wonderful. You don't get as much when you do it that way as you do otherwise, but it was sure better than nothing. I bet it was when your lips are so dry out there in that heat. Ah. And and toilet paper, people said, well, surely you had toilet paper. No. No. Nope. Really, there were some leaves out in Vanuatu that are, you know, pretty large leaves, a little bit heart-shaped, and they have fuzz on them. You've probably seen some leaves with fuzz. And after you make the little test to make sure it's not poisonous, it rains. It rained 30 to 38 days when we were out there. So I would make piles of those leaves in my special, you know, place in the woods and use it as toilet paper. It was like having my own personal wipies. Wow. <laughs> you know, those kind of... Don't, don't charming, huh? <laughs> where, where you go to the bathroom and how you handle stuff like that. It actually wasn't so hard because it was like having wipies. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, but that's really smart, you know, to find just the right thing and have it handy when and where you need it, you know. Well, I collected spots where I collected it and piled it up and put a coconut on top of it or a shell or something so when I, you know, needed to use it, I could go get it. <laughs> but, that's so insightful, you know. That's being prepared. That's Yeah, it's fun with kids because kids ask you all kind of questions like that. You know, we were, and, you know, I, of course, had medication, but we all had to take medication in Vanuatu because 80% of the population out there have malaria. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So we had had a type of, we had a box to go to, but we had a type of sunscreen that had uh, anti-mosquito. It wasn't so much a sunscreen as it was keep mosquitoes off of you. And uh, and we had to take that malaria medication every day, all of us. Wow. Yeah. That's scary stuff. And, you know, now with the the way the world is, with more and more security issues, I wonder about, you know, the, the travel issues and things with the reality shows, especially The Amazing Race, but even with Survivor, um, and the security issues that are going on, you know, with the world today. It has to be 
there has to be so much more logistics involved in taking these shows mm-hmm. to the places they go to, you know, mm-hmm. than there used to be many years I've ago. Heard, I've heard they're having trouble started. even leaving for this next season because of uh, some, some kind of security issue or something. So, yeah. Really? I can imagine. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know the full story, but I, I've got all kinds of uh, intel from all kinds of people. But I think the departure has been slightly delayed to the the undisclosed location for uh-huh. thirty for thirty three. But I don't know what's going on. But where they're going, they had issues there before. So I'm just kind of curious if they had those same kind of issues. I was wondering why they went back, unless it's really cheap or something. I, I don't know. Uh-huh. Boy, the production of moving those props and, you know, the dream team and the mm-hmm. uh, offer that d- leads that team and builds those uh, challenges, you know, that's a that's a huge production. Oh, yeah. Sure. The crew alone, I can't even imagine how it's like doing the game with hundreds of people watching you guys do stuff at challenges and whatnot, yeah. Yeah. I had heard from uh, part of the production crew when we came out, that uh, that CBS paid astronomical amount of money to Vanuatu for the right to to use the the uh, sea space, air space, and land space, and uh, you know there were a couple of times we had to hit the deck because there were planes, helicopters in the area that were you know probably trying to snoop out who was there. And uh, back back when we played, they didn't know who was going to go until the cast was revealed. Mm-hmm. And when we came out of the game, we didn't have Facebook in the day, but we were not allowed to do. I'm a public speaker. That's how I make my living, and yeah. I couldn't go out and do public speaking until the show finished airing. You know, they used to have very strict rules about that. Of course, those have gone to hell in a handbasket. Oh yeah, they should put more of a rule up on Twitter. It's kind of crazy with what people say to each other. They're just not thinking. Sometimes there's. These real fights between these people. Not only that, but they they leak a lot of information. Spencer and Tony were the worst in Kagayan. It was just like you couldn't even see what they were saying because they were giving away so much of the end game. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, they I we had to actually ban talking about Twitter and previously on Survivor because they were just talking way too much about the game. Uh huh. Yeah. See, that was that's we, really a shame. We had to sign contracts to not do that. Mm hmm. Yeah, so that's right. That's, we we had to go and actually get permission to have them come on the show. Well, they they couldn't come on the show until after they were off of Survivor. Yeah, and, after the show aired, right? Right. And, well, uh. if they if they were pre-jury, they could come on, but they couldn't talk about anything that happened and up until the show that was already seen, you know, like we could talk about the the shows that had been seen already on TV, but we couldn't Mm -hmm. talk about anything that had happened Mm -hmm. past what had been seen on TV already. So anything, you Mm -hmm. know, that was about to happen that they knew about that hadn't been seen on TV already, we couldn't discuss Mm -hmm. with them on the show, on our show. Back in the day, we had to go through CBS. And get permission so much. for them to even come on and talk yeah. to us. Yeah. Now they go on Twitter and just say whatever they want, and yeah. it's a whole yeah, new ball game today. Yeah. 
Well, we sign contracts that are lifetime contracts that say we can't do that, which, of course, people do now. But, you know, back in the day when we cast and were, you know, in the hotel, we were all given names that were not our name. I was Betty, which is funny because I'd never be a Betty. But And you, <laughs> you couldn't... Uh, when you went to breakfast, lunch, dinner, you had to sit by yourself at a table. You couldn't talk mm-hmm. to anybody else. Uh, you could, couldn't use the phone in the hotel. You had to have a cell phone. And back in the day, that was rare. Not everybody had a cell phone. I actually ended up getting a cell phone just because of that, and it was one of the old bricks. <laughs> the old Motorola brick? I used yeah, to carry the old one brick. of those. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I used to carry one of those. I remember the old Motorola brick. They're great. Well, anyway, so that's that. It's boy, has that ever changed? Gosh, oh, yeah. And when we traveled, we traveled in blacked out vans. Oh, you know, my it was uh, even oh, in boats, and, the it and all that out, stuff. Yeah, back out the windows. Uh, we when we went into the hotels, we we had to go in through the food delivery entrance. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, it was kind of exciting to have all that happen, but anyway, what an experience we've all had. Mike, are you ever going to get on the show? Well, one of my goals is I want to lose probably 48 more pounds. When I'm officially under three, I'm going to finally make my first official application. I went to a casting call way back in Pearl Islands, and we had to leave after six hours. So I've never applied for the show, which is shocking to a lot of people, but I wanted to be in a... I think the physical component is such a big enough deal that I wanted to get into a certain spot where that wouldn't be a holdup because I've got the conflict and, you know, the the comedy element and the strategy and the social game. Uh-huh. I just wanted to round it out and, you know, make myself a more viable candidate. I've been recruited twice by producers, so, you know, they have given me cards before, but I wanted to make sure I was just in the right spot to mm-hmm. be a good contestant. What What's your perfect weight for you, Michael? Uh, I would like to get, I've said, I'd like to get more like down to 260-ish, because I'm, you know, Dan was, I think, 240-something, but I'm huh. like six or seven, eight inches taller than Dan fully. So I could get around probably around, you know, I played football in high school at, you know, 260, 270. And huh. was well, well, the reason there, I was but, saying that is that you're talking about losing a certain amount of weight. Yeah. Um, it, there's another way to think about it because you would be such a good good uh, castmate. And the well way to think about it is that what you're doing is gaining your perfect weight of 260. Okay. You know that that's another way to think about it. Just I could do it like that. I've also said that if I have a, a little extra there, it was going to be the cuddle alliance that I would provide warmth for. Whoever needed warmth, primarily ladies, but if some dudes need some warmth too, come on over. But the the cuddle well, you have to do that. It was that was a whole other thing having to spoon, uh, you know, guys, Rory and oh, good old Rory. I that must have been an adventure. So Rory, yes. Well, that was some behind the scenes stuff that didn't get shown, but. You know, he he took cotton shirts out there, and you don't wear cotton when you're on the ocean and in salt water. It never yep. dries. It keeps uh, stretching. It stinks to high heavens. But you had to cuddle up and spoon those guys or you'd freeze to death. Yep. So, so you're grateful for it. Yeah, that's a good one. Be sure when you cast to mention the, the, the advantage that you have in that area. 
Oh, I'll definitely mention that, and hopefully that's a good good thing there. But I will think of, I'll think of that in a different perspective for sure. What so. you're trying to gain a a certain lifestyle and uh, gain a position on Survivor, gain your perfect weight. That's that's what you're headed for. Well, my line I've been saying on the show is they made a big deal when Sari got off the couch and lost 30 pounds, and my line is I'm getting off the couch and losing to Sari. Plus more. Like, I'm losing, like, a Serena Cochran here. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you're gaining a new wardrobe. I mean, you're gaining yeah. a lot, bro. You're you're gaining a lot. A new face. You know, you're going to have to rethink your clothes, your style. All I'm of it. I'm dealing with the whole lady scenario, possibly. So, who knows what all is going on. There's all kinds of stuff going on, for sure. Yeah. When so. you, what did you say? Uh, dealing with the whole waiting uh, the ladies. Uh, ladies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, there's all kinds of things going on. So. You never know. Uh, you may be gaining a perfect life mate that's a big surprise. Anyway, yeah, guys, we'll i got to go amazing on tonight. Uh, American Idol in its finest season. I've, I'm recording it, but I'm going to go watch it. Oh, for sure, Who's your yeah. favorite on American Idol? Um, uh, La, oh gosh, La Portia, La Portia, yes, <laughs> who's your favorite? Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Brent Kent, um, I forget what is his he, name he, now. He's the guy with the glasses, it was really sick and had oh, mono yeah, at yeah. the very beginning. Uh huh, cute, he's kind of a small guy. Mm, he's not the real little guy. Uh-huh. He had he had mono at the very beginning of the show. I know exactly who that is. Of course, he was sick when he cast. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. had mono. I remember that. Yeah. He's good. Pretty um, much who the final people are are great, but LaPorta is just, she's, to me, head and shoulders above everybody. She's stunning. Yep, she's got a great voice for sure. So I have one question before you go. If you could be on any other reality show other than Survivor, what show would it be? Well, people think that I would go for Amazing Race, but I would have a heart attack. Because mm, I yeah. Deplore <laughs> a lot of running late. on that thing. I, I deplore being late. Being late is just a, I just hate it. <laughs> oh, gosh, another reality show? I don't know if I could sing uh, The Voice. You know, that's an incredible show. You call that I reality. love The Voice. I that's, love that's The my, Voice. I love, that's my favorite over American Idol. I'm uh-huh, obsessed with The Voice. Yeah, mine too. And, you know, the people like uh, Gwen and and Christina, uh, those are people that prior to that show, I didn't really like them all that much when you just see them Me in the media. And I just came to love them. Um, you know, it just shows you when you get to know people, there's always just this whole other side, something to love. And Pharrell, I mean, oh, how wow. can you not love Pharrell? He's high. He he's, is. <laughs> he's, a, he's a little guru walking around. He's really something. He's not going to be back next season, Dead Gummit. Oh, they so rotate him out? Or, think, huh. I think he's. it's his choice. Uh, to not be there. He and his wife are having a baby, aren't they? Hmm. I, I, I don't know this show. About that. 
But I'm going to miss him because he's he's done so much. And, you know, the last person that he um, gave up, I think he actually gave that person up because he knew that that person was going to get, you know, stolen. Adam would and pick him up. up. Yeah. yeah. And yeah I think he, he wanted that to happen. He wanted Adam to have that person. And I think that was almost an unselfish move by Burrell to go ahead I, and let Adam pick that person up. Yeah, I agree. We talked about the same thing. Exactly. And I just think he's so cool. And when you see Adam and um, Blake have their little bickering, that show has everything. You know, it has the the family component where the families they're rooting for them. It has the background so you know what their backgrounds are. It has the singing, you know, and the, people, the judges don't see them, so they're literally getting on the show on their merit of their voice. Uh, much more interesting and, characters. Yeah, because of and then what you, you get to see the judges actually assisting them in developing their voice and and see them grow so much. And I just think they have every component that you'd ever want in a show. It's you know, just, uh, yesterday I just had to had to check myself because I wouldn't have until I saw Miley Cyrus on The Voice, I wouldn't have walked across the street to see her. And she, <laughs> she is a really good little coach. Great, she really has an incredible was. voice. I mean, have y'all seen Miley and her part of it so far? I haven't seen the I show, have. but I'm a I'm a Miley Cyrus fan. I like I like Miley. She's a well, crazy I, character, but yeah. <laughs> boy, I just of course I read the rag sometimes, and she just has you know does she's she, she's made a journey as a young woman, but man alive, she's really good. I've done an about face on her. I'm so glad. Yeah. She's very open I about herself. I feel the herself, same exact sure. way you did. Did you? Um, yeah. Yes, I I didn't have um, a great deal of respect for her initially and saw her doing the coaching that she did and thought, wow, this girl really, you know, didn't deserve the the judgment I had on her. Yeah. Well, you know, I want to come back and say she earned the judgment that we had or the perspective that we had. She earned that. It's just like being on, on Survivor and people say they edited me that way. I mean, she actually showed up in public dressed in her underwear and hanging her tongue out and doing lewd things. So, this and is got true. Caught. This is true. She earned our perspective, but she has earned a, another perspective, which for me is just wonderful. I'm so yeah, glad for that's it. That's true. I, I'm glad we have the flexibility to allow that total other perspective in. Yeah, well, you guys, I've really, I've enjoyed visiting with you guys. Mike, I want to see you. I hope I get to see you. One of these I shows. hope we can run into each other at something. I guess I just got to get out to Temecula. I don't know. I can't go to Give Kids the World this year just because of the schedule problem, but uh, I would yeah, love to well, see you again. I'll see you at, the, at uh, Cincinnati. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I'll see you there. I'll be, we'll see you there. You get a big old hug, so. Good. It'll be great. And Chris will be there. We'll have a little Vanuatu reunion. So. Huh. <laughs> okay. And I'm hoping to be there. 
Oh, good. Oh, yeah, I'll... Sherry, yeah, I can't wait to meet Sherry. We we talk all about two hours a week, and I've never met Sherry, so. Yeah, you mean Sherry right there, you, Sherry, and you yeah, haven't I've met? Yeah, I've never met Sherry. We just do this show for the past four seasons, but I've never even met her, so. Gosh, well, we'll have to sit down out there in uh, Cincinnati. Plan to come, Sherry. We'll just I'm, sit down I'm and have a good time. Yeah, all I'm right. I'm planning on it. I good. look forward to meeting you, babe. Thank you so much for calling in. Well, yeah, thanks for thinking of me. I appreciate it. And I will, I'll see you guys real soon. Sweet. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Over and out. Gout right, out. Take care. Have a great night. Gout out. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. What a what a great episode. I love the I love old I mean I I'm pretty certain any survivor from a certain area era not area not not Oklahoma or wherever but era I just could really talk all the time and we don't even we barely recap this crazy weird episode but it, we talked about so many awesome things. So she is so sweet. Um and we had so many of the same opinions on so many things. Sometimes I like to ask that question because there's so many different answers I get when yeah. I ask people that question. Oh yeah, for sure. I actually, and I, I, cert- I didn't expect the you know her to say the voice and be such a voice fan, but when she brought that up, wow, we really have a lot of the same opinions. Um, on the voice, I love. I've that never really show. gotten into that, and I doesn't Mark does Mark Burnett help with that in some way, or is that his show too? I can't remember. Does he have something to do with that or not? I believe so. Um, I'll have to go back and look at the credits, but yeah, I've never really gotten into that. I've seen a little bit of the show, but I the only, I've I American Idol. I'm just never been really a fan of because it was so popular. And it, you know, kind of went against Survivor. The only I only watched season two of uh, Idol, but I was uh, I voted for Clay, which is it's unfortunate. Of all the people on American Idol, the only one I've ever uh, voted for was Clay Aiken. <laughs> I liked Clay back in the day, but yeah, Ruben Stuttered took that year. Yeah, I met Ruben. He was one of the celebrities I got to run into at one of these finales. It was I don't think he was really wanting to interact with fans at the moment, but I do have a picture with uh with uh with with him. So, it's somewhere on my Facebook. I'll I'll, I'll show it to you. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I watched American Idol every year faithfully for many years, you know, early on and then the last few years it's just gotten to the point where it's just really got redundant and old and I just especially since the voice started I really switched over to the voice and Mm -hmm. have dropped off of watching American Idol completely and uh I decided to watch this last season because it is the last season. I thought I'd go back to it 
for the final season of American Idol. <laughs> mhm. Yeah, I should watch this season just so I can watch it go down in flames. But I'm glad they're doing a lot of retrospective, <laughs> and the judges are. I think aren't aren't the judges back? The original judges or, or no, Simon like cameos or something there. or. Um, they they do a few flashbacks here and there, but not a lot. Oh, sorry. I thought they were. I, that's how much I don't know about the show. I thought they were doing some kind of. I thought Simon and Paul and Randy were back, but I guess not. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Well, all right. Then I don't know much about the show. I I, I guess I <laughs> barely follow it, so I guess I shouldn't know much more about it. Um, there is a show getting ready to start that has just a tiny bit of a survivor sort of flavor to it. Um, I'll have to look up and find out what station it's, or what channel it's on. It's not a CBS, um, Hmm. but it's called Alone. Hmm. And this is its second season. My husband and I watched every episode of the last season. It was phenomenal. And what they do is they take, I forget exactly how many men, I think it was around 10 men, out into the wilderness. Um, Last year it was up in Canada. I don't know if this season it will be in the same location. But they take them and drop them off. And they're generally about three to four miles apart, maybe more. And they just drop them off in the woods. And they're generally by some sort of waterway. So they do have some water nearby. Um, They drop them off in the woods and say, here you go. Hmm. And they are left alone to fend for themselves. They do have a camera, which is their own camera. They do their own filming, by the way. It's not like they have a camera crew there with them. And one by one, they drop out until there's just one left. And the final person's dropout wins $250,000. Wow. But they have to build their own shelter. They have to find their own food. They have to basically do everything on their own and live out there in the wilderness on their own, alone, for as long as they can until they give up and hope that they're the last man to give up. And they do their own filming as they do it. And it was incredible to watch the first season, last season. It was just amazing. I don't know how they're going to find a guy that trumps the guy that won last year. He was just incredible. Um, but I'm really excited for the new season to see what it's like this year. It was so much fun. Each guy had their own reason for 
wanting to do the show and one of them actually built musical instruments while he was out there. Hmm. One of them built a yurt. <laughs> um, just so many incredible things happen while you're watching these guys live off the land and live totally alone. I mean, and this is complete aloneness. They don't ever find each other. And so you think about the the mental aspect of being completely alone in the woods for, I think the guy that won was out there for almost three months. Wow. Completely and totally alone. And, yeah, it it was really good. So if you get a chance, um, check it out. I will check it out soon, yeah. And then, of course, American Grit is coming up on April 14th. Jim Bagrica, um will be on Manic Monday on the 11th of April, and American Grit starts on the 14th, so he'll be on our show just three days before the premiere. So, can't wait to have him come on. And then, American Grit looks like it's going to be really good, too. I watch a lot of reality TV. Can you tell? <laughs> yeah, I can. I sure can. <laughs> but this past Survivor episode, there were... Moments of it that I actually had to look away. Wow. The the scenes with the the pus, I was just so grossed out. I felt so bad for Neil. I for him. Wow. I hated that he had to be be pulled from from the show. I mean it didn't look like it was that I mean it looked bad. Mhm. But so did everybody else's, you know? And I really didn't think they were gonna pull him. Yeah, it was it was tricky to to watch, yeah, and then they, but I just saw online that it was what Scott was saying some of that that he was on antibiotics for a couple of days and they weren't really doing much, so that's why they had to finally bring him out and do what they did because it just wasn't working. Wow, that's really hard, you know, to have to be pulled for something like that. You know, he kept saying, "But I feel great." You know, he was really wanting to stay so bad. And I think I could see him back in a Philippines 2 kind of scenario. I think I think he's going to have a shot to get back in it, I hope. So. I do hope they have and I think they will have a second another second chance as that season was so popular. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, second chances or, you know, some kind of scenario where some other med medevacs get back in it. Yeah, I I think he's got a good shot. So I think Caleb's got a good shot, too. They could maybe come back oh, and absolutely. fight each other in a season. Absolutely. But, yeah, there was a – I'm going to run through my notes real quick just to make sure um, – any other key things we didn't talk about? I thought it was interesting when Debbie talked about she's going to grab the people that are dangling, but I loved Aubrey was like, I'm so annoyed with Debbie. She just, she's like a bull in a Cambodian shop. She just doesn't know how to really, you know, build those bonds. I, I, mar- I mark that as something interesting. I liked how Joe said the chicken's probably doing better than me in the tribe, talking about Ty's chicken. I thought it was funny when Ty's chicken was eating in his food, and he looked like he was about ready to kill him. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I'm just running through. Nick, Nick, this was Nick's episode. I wrote down so many of his quotes, um, and I, there were two big high school quotes. I liked Nick's a lot better, talking about, you know, he was, uh, it's between the, what was it, the, I'm trying to find my exact notes here where he was talking about it. But when he was talking about, he felt like the pretty girl trying to trying to decide between the quarterback and the valedictorian, and he liked being a pretty girl. That was a fun, cute quote. It wasn't really dissing anybody because it was, you know, the brains and the brawn. And but then on the flip side of that for me was Jason's quote about, you know, throwing people in lockers and all that, and like I'm gonna throw the nerds in the locker. Like I just don't like the way they're approaching it. You know, Nick's, you know. Probably, you know, the best-looking person, and he, he's always had this funky, weird attitude that I've, I've found funny since the beginning, but I just thought it was the way he talked about, you know, those high school stereotypes was just presented in such a more fun way than throwing a nerd in a locker. Like, he's like the valedictorian. I'm deciding between that and, the you know, the quarterback. So I like that analogy better. So The quote that got Twitter... Completely in an uproar last night, in a funny way. But All the balls or or something else. balls banging into each other. <laughs> yeah, that's not um, good with a rash down there to have that happening. So. <laughs> as soon as that was said, there were all kinds of Twitter comments that went along with that. <laughs> oh yeah. And I think Probst knows that when he says something like that, he's starting a a Twitter yeah. sensation that is going to add to those words. <laughs> yeah, the uh, well, you can even see how the the challenge is set up that the stands are like right in their crotches. If you looked at the far shots, they've shown like. They knew exactly what they were doing. There's for an eight o'clock show on prime time. There's a lot of bold, bold jokes for sure, and innuendo yeah. about everything. I was like, yeah. I, I don't mind it because I'm, you know, I'm 36 and I can, you know, I can handle that. But it was just interesting to see like a bunch of kids watching and it's going right over their heads, probably like. Nick with you know, a lot of movement, his balls dancing all over the place. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> His, his, his okay. all, he is all over. 
<laughs> All right. Well, we're down to about five minutes, so I guess we should start wrapping this up. Okay. But I really, really enjoyed having Scout on tonight. What a great guest, and what a great first caller tonight. Yeah, that was cool. I We're gonna I'm gonna keep that. tweeting and posting and trying to get some more interesting people up here in the mix. So And I'm pretty sure as long as he doesn't double book himself again, we might get another very old school person in here next week. So we'll see if they if they're still good to go when I talk to them early next week. But I think he's gonna be a fun guest too. That would be really cool. All right, well, you have a great weekend. And I will we'll do this all over again next Thursday. I can't wait to find out who your guest will be. And I want to remind everybody to be here Monday, well, tomorrow, on not tomorrow, Sunday. Watch tomorrow for the Amazing Race on CBS. Be here on Sunday for the Amazing Race Second Pistop Show with Luis Travato. And that is at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Back here again on Monday for the Manic Monday Show with Michelle Costa from Season 10 of, of uh, Big Brother. And this week she's having Suzette Amaya from Season 1 of Big Brother Canada to talk about Big Brother Canada 4. So, and that show starts at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. It's back here again next Thursday for Mike on the Mic. Just talk about Survivor Colong. And I'm sure he's going to have another great guest, just like we did tonight. Oh, yeah. So, everybody have sure. a great weekend. Remember, tomorrow's April Fool's Day. So, get your pranks ready. <laughs> and have fun. We're going to close the show with Ron as we always do. Take care. And remember to be back here on Sunday. So I'm deciding which closing clips to use tonight. And I think I'm just going to go with the regular one. Everybody, it's been a fun night. Thank you for joining us. Mike and I are closing out for tonight. We appreciate you being here with us. Here's Ron to take us out for the night. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. bless you and thank you for listening to the show and it was a great one
Say good night, Mike. Good night. Good night, everyone. God bless. That's the wrap. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.